1: Contact Monica at monicamatthews.com or on Twitter
0: at MonicaOnAirTalk.
1: Life, love, up? and liberty. It's Monica Matthews. <laughs> I am beside myself today. I'm back, bitches. <laughs> oh my gosh, this has been the worst four days of my life. People, I mean, like, I've been set free. Thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. <laughs> this is my black history month moment oh my gosh have you ever been incarcerated on twitter or any social media platform <laughs> oh wow this is the week of pardons by the way welcome if you're watching on social media we are up we are live uh by the way for you, those of you listening to my podcast that's what we're recording right now for those of you watching on social media um We're recording my daily podcast, which you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, many, you know, Google Cast, all those like 54,000 different mediums that I'm on. You can find me there. It will come directly to your phone so you don't have to go looking for me. It's also on my website, MonicaMatthews.com. Uh, yes, I have been in Twitmo for, but it was going to be. <laughs> my producer's like, is that a thing? Because he's, you know, ancient and does not do anything outside of the compulsory uh, <laughs> tweeting that we have to do as radio personalities at our station. But I really, really enjoy my Twitter family. Oh my gosh. My life has sucked without you all, I'm just gonna tell you. It has, I'm not gonna lie. Facebook, I kind of, I love my Facebook followers, but when I was banned forever on Facebook, I started a new account. Get yourself a VPN today. Um, I started a new account, and literally just thousands of people came to it, but I had like 15,000 followers on my old deal, and I'm like, you know what? The dude, like, wiped out my entire personal history on my personal page accusing me of being a Russian. I'm not kidding about that. That's not being hyperbolic. (laughs) This is what I was accused of. Um, Even though I gave, like, you know, a blood sample, my right kidney, you know, my fingerprints, you know, to say, hey, no, whoa, this is me. I've been with you for the past 15 years of my life. I've spent lots of money on advertising with you. It really is me. All of my pictures of my kids, my kid growing up over the years, my husband's death. I mean, you know, you know how we are. The spaghetti I had two weeks ago, right? My new manicure, my new man, the old man, the uh, the man that should have never been. All of that was on social media because that's what we do. You know, our bikini pictures, all that stuff. Because I'm very transparent, like it or not. All gone. Literally, someone sitting at a computer. Took 14, 15 years of my, however long Facebook's been up, I don't even know now. I got in. I bought in at the bottom of the pyramid. (laughs) So um, all gone. Literally extinguished. And I thought, you know what? I'm never going to give someone that kind of power again. As a, as a, as a, hmm what I'm like, just as a as a lay person, right? Because that was my personal account that was shut down. It just happened to be attached to my professional account as well. So now you can follow me on uh, Facebook. I think you have to be a friend of mine. I don't know. It's a personal account, it's not professional, it's under Monty Matthews, M-O-N-I-M-A-T-T-H-E-W-S. I talk about life, love, and liberty because it all matters. So I talk about everything, which you're gonna see today. Um, but yes, Twitter decided someone got a bee in his bonnet and I would have never known who it was had who it was had he not been so proud of himself for achieving um my suspension and yes it was to be a permanent suspension um I received that verdict from the courts that be over at Twitmo um yesterday and I decided to appeal again and I did, as someone recommended, and went through the Better Business Bureau as well out in San Francisco, filed a complaint against the company. I essentially was being accused of hate-mongering, um, inciting violence. That that was the reason for my suspension. And then the tweet that came along with it um, did not match that accusation. So, basically, I have been holding court for the past week about my Twitter account Um, I'm up to 20,000 followers, 200. So thank you all very much for continuing to help me grow my audience. I appreciate it. But initially it was like zero, zero. (laughs) I'm like, holy crap. It was like five years of my life organically because I don't buy followers. Uh, Maybe I should. I don't know. But I don't pay for all of that. I just engage all of you like on a very personal level because your lives matter to me and my work matters to me. And I hope it matters to you. So I can tell by the number of followers that you're know, just increasing daily that it does matter. And I thank you for your emails that I receive at MonicaMatthews.com. Uh, your voicemails, actually, I love, I have an open mic feature um, on, my vo- on my website that comes straight to me. No one else fields those. I get them. They come straight to me via email. So good, bad, or indifferent, <laughs> I'm going to listen to your voicemails. So far, they've all been very positive. And thank you. Um, this is not an echo chamber. My brand is not an echo chamber. I welcome people who do not agree with me. Um, That's not to say I'm not going to push back because I am that person. I am that host. So what you see is what you get. But this WTF on my shirt today is how I've been living for the past four days. Literally, it was like, happy Valentine's Day. You've been permanently suspended from Twitter. And I'm like, for what? And this guy admitted on Cat Turd's uh, on his uh, profile, on his thread about me being suspended, that wow, he was kind of surprised. He said, "Wow, I I didn't even, you know, I wasn't even sure they'd take it that seriously." But I'm, you know, I'm glad she's gone. That is how sick our society is. I don't do that with people. I don't report anyone. I have reported someone who was inciting violence literally against someone else just to see what would happen, who was a very big rock star, and his account was never taken down. And I, I sent it over a number of times. But I think once you get past, like, a couple million people, Twitter's like, ah, oh, we got some advertisers kind of counting on this. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. We're just going to, like, turn a blind eye, right? But for those lowly ones of us who are only at, like, 20,000 people, um, it, it literally is up to someone else. But I have to tell you, I did pray. So, like, part of it is I prayed, but I also took action, right? So some of you are, like, sitting around praying for something, upset because God hasn't come through on something yet. But, you know, it's like, well, I just don't know what God wants me to do. I don't know what my purpose is. And it's like, well, what are you doing now to kind of walk toward what you're believing for, right? Because faith without works, without action is dead. So I did pray, and I believed my prayer would be answered, but I was also just to a point where I'm like, okay, let's go to Congress and find out how to deal with this. And I'm fully convinced that unless the president of the United States of America leaves the Twitter platform and goes to another one that is more actually First Amendment friendly, you're not going to see this behavior throttle back that is precisely targeted against conservatives. And I don't say that just because I am a conservative. I don't believe in targeting anyone On the right or the left, as crazy as some of these people on Twitter can be, and vile and violent with their words and aggressive and just filthy, downright filthy, um, on both sides of the aisle, quite honestly, I don't see some of these accounts being shut down on the left. Matter of fact, most of them. So it's almost like a, you know, it's like men who like to watch women mud wrestle. (laughs) But the people on the left who are mud wrestling aren't that pretty. (laughs) So it's like, you don't really want to see them in bikinis, right? So you wouldn't want to see me in one right now either. But I'm just saying, Bette Midler, mud wrestling on Twitter. Yeah, I don't know. Not my thing. Uh, But apparently, this is the week. I cannot wait to get to this one story, you guys. (laughs) So good. Only in Georgia. Or Sin City, which I hope you've gone to deplorapalooza.com and bought your tickets for Deplorapalooza that is uh, coming up in March. And that's March 5th through the 7th. I will be there along with Cat Turd and so many other Patriots who are going to be there to celebrate the nation moving forward uh, for more years as well. You know, celebrating what we had, the ground we have taken back in these past three years with the president, as well as the ground moving forward. So, you know, speaking that thing into existence, moving forward four more years, I think it's time for us to celebrate, and it's something that we don't take enough time to do. All the complaining and the, you know, the bitching and the throwing darts at each other, um, I'd love it if—actually, I do have some friends who are Democrats who are celebrating the economy— you know, rolling back, um, well, rolling out with the First Amendment. Um, I mean, the First Amendment Act. I love it. The First Step Act, which I see some issues with. Um, but I talk about that in other shows, and we'll get to that another day. But there are plenty of things to celebrate in the country um, on both the right and the left. So I think it's important to be able to lock arms and give a big high five to the president for uh, keeping promise. Uh, promises com. I think that sake is like, I'm like speaking in dyslexic terms today. I just want you to know for the record, I will never drink sake again as long as I live. (laughs) I can neither confirm nor deny that I may or may not have had my weight in sake last night. And see, it doesn't seem like much because they come out in those stupid little bottles that are so misleading. They're just like, oh, it's it's not that round. Like the cylinder can't possibly hold that much. And then then they give you those little dinky, teeny tiny cups to pour it in. And you're thinking, oh, this is like a tea party when I was 10. But it's not. It's like Chinese moonshine. (laughs) And so when you wake up at 3 in the morning going... Wow, I my head really hurts, and I will never drink moon, Chinese moonshine as long as I live. <laughs> so forgive me if I'm a little dyslexic this morning. Okay, but this is the week of pardons. We even have someone who was pardoned right here in the state of Georgia, the niece of my spiritual mom, uh, Dr. Alveda King, Angela Stanton, was uh, pardoned by the president. Just yesterday came as a total surprise to her, as I'm sure it did many other people who were pardoned. Uh, But, you know, I found myself going through the list of his pardons today, thinking in commutations uh, and thinking to myself, hmm, okay. just reading. I'm going to read through some of these and you 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 think for yourself. Listen, I am a staunch President Trump supporter, but I'm not a cult member. I'm just not. And notice my hat says make aviation great again. It's a trigger, actually, for some people still because it's red and white. (laughs) Before long, we're going to ban the sun, according to Cat Turd. If you have not purchased this book, you need to do so today. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. Miss Calfart, which is talking about AOC. (laughs) So it's just a book of so ridiculousness. But it's exactly like the big green egg, New Deal, all of that stuff um, is what he's talking about. But this hat right here will in the future be banned somewhere. It just it's offensive to people because of the colors, even though it doesn't even say make America great again, which I I think we can officially say we've done on a number of levels. Promiseskept.com. Go check it out for yourself. But I'm not a cult member. So I'm capable of still looking at something and going, oh, how did he come to that conclusion? How did he make that decision? Who helped him make that decision? So who does help the president? make his decision on pardons.
0: There's a whole office within the Department of Justice that deals with pardons. They're the ones who sit there and they evaluate based on all these factors, whether a pardon makes sense or doesn't make sense, et cetera. And then they provide recommendations to the president. It seems none of that happened here. And the president's just kind of winging (laughs) it.
1: Well, okay. Um, There's a few folks on here that I'm like, was the president kind of winging it? I don't know. You guys chime in and tell me what you think. I mean, we've got uh, former Governor Rod, go ahead and say it, Blah 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 there you go, (laughs) of Illinois, was sentenced to 14 years in prison in 2011 for trying to sell her trade to the highest bidder the Senate seat that Barack Obama vacated after he was elected
0: president. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, Mr. President.
1: (laughs) Listen, that's how I felt when I got my email from Twitter this morning i'm hung over as two hells sit straight up in my bed and i'm like oh my god i've been pardoned thank you mr president exactly. thank you mr president <laughs> that is that is that is that is former governor rod we're just gonna leave it at that rb okay Blagojevich. there he did i said it Saki <laughs> moonshine tongue and all all right next Oh, that was a commutation. All right, sentence commuted. Moving on to the pardon, Edward DiBartolo Jr., a former owner of the San Francisco 40 ers pled guilty in 1998 to concealing an extortion plot by a former governor of Louisiana, Mister. <laughs> Mister. DiBartolo. De Partolo uh, was prosecuted after he agreed to pay $400,000 to the former governor. What is it with you guys? Jeez. Edward, uh, Edwin Edwards, to secure a riverboat gambling license for his gambling consortium. Uh, You should keep your eye on the state of Georgia. We have a lot of that going on right now because people are really jockeying for hemp fields. You know, everybody's all excited about Georgia going up in smoke. (laughs) So pay attention to who's getting licenses for what and who's getting elected and who's staying in office. I'm just telling you, not casting dispersions because I didn't name anyone. Just keep your eye on us. Pardon. Here's another pardon. Ariel Friedler. A technology entrepreneur pled guilty in 2014 to conspiracy to access a protected computer without authorization and served two months in prison, according to a statement from the White House. Mr. Friedler has since dedicated his life to promoting veterans issues and helping former prisoners reenter society. The statement said, I have to tell you, he's not the only person who like people get like excited about reenter, you know, being a part of the reentering for for prisoners into society. What else you got? You got to thank you, Mr. President. (laughs) That's good. We need to keep that. Because that is legit how I felt this morning being able to come back on and play with you guys in my 20,000 person sandbox on Twitter. Not to be confused with Cat Turd's litter box. This is my sandbox. He has his litter box. And he will be on with me very soon. So you're going to want to stay tuned every day. <laughs> I can't show you his, his picture. We all know he's a man. He's a boy cat. I don't know if he's a tom Tomcat. But he's a boycat. We know that. I exposed him <laughs> on my show. I was the first person to have the privilege and the honor of unveiling cat turd to the world on my station that you can catch me on every Sunday live from uh, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on 95.5 FM WSB Radio out of Atlanta, Georgia. Another commutation, uh, Tynice Nicole Hall. Tynice was sentenced in 2006 after she convicted. she was convicted on various drug charges in Lubbock, Texas. According to the Justice Department, the evidence at trial showed that Miss Hall's residence was used as a stash house for drugs by her boyfriend, who was the main target of an investigation. Uh, and according to court documents, the police found large quantities of crack and powder cocaine and loaded firearms in her apartment. She spent the last 14 years in prison. Wow. Where she has participated in apprenticeships, completed coursework toward a college degree and led educational programs for other inmates, the White House statement said. I'm telling y'all, you need to be looking out with who you're shacked up with. Guilty by association is not just a colloquialism. (laughs) It's a thing, right? It is a legal thing. Took 14 years of her life for being shacked up with the wrong person. I mean, come on. Uh, Pardon. Bernard... B. Carrick, a former New York City police commissioner, was sentenced to four years in prison after pleading guilty to eight felony charges, including tax fraud and lying to White House officials. Mr. Carrick, who was a close ally of former rear mayor uh, Rudy Giuliani, took responsibility for his actions. Pardon, Michael Milken. This is the one that I go, okay, like, how did you come to this conclusion, Mr. President? (laughs) Like, I just want to. I just want to nudge up to the president and be like how did you how did you get here on on Michael, okay? The billionaire junk bond king and a well-known financier uh, on Wall Street in the 80s. In 1990, he pleaded guilty to securities fraud and conspiracy charges and was sentenced to 10 years in prison, though his sentence was later reduced to 2 years. He also agreed to pay $600 million in fines. Wow, $600 million in fines and penalties, Mr. Milken. Was the inspiration for the Gordon Gecko character in the film Wall Street? Okay, again, that it's a pardon. You know, he's done his time, and I'm really big on I'm big on people doing their time and moving on. I had my daughter on my show. You can catch our podcast every Saturday. Uh, it's kind of Monty versus Allie. It's mom versus daughter. She's 23. She's a Gen Zer. She's a badass. She's like got all kinds of opinions. She's very smart a neuroscience minor with a narrative studies major out of USC on the left coast. Oh, my gosh. You can imagine how our conversations go. She is right down the middle of certain things and other things they did infiltrate a little. I'm not going to lie. The hashtag (laughs) MeTooers infiltrated my daughter's mind to an extent, and I get to argue over things like the patriarchy. (sighs) which was not even a word in my vocabulary until she went to college for $260,000 on the left coast. So, but now it is part of my vocabulary, all right? But she's not wrong to an extent because I'm in media and I'm a conservative talk show host as a female, which is predominantly owned and operated uh, and entertained by males. And if you don't think there's a glass ceiling in my industry, then you are asleep because there is. But thankfully, I'm one tough chick and I just keep doing my work. And I fully believe that one day without having to wear a pink hat (laughs) that I'm going to break through my glass ceiling. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. And all of you guys are going to help me get there. Thank you. I don't stay bitter. I don't get jealous. I get pissed. I come in here and complain and throw stuff and what the heck. And I'm working hard. I'm working as hard as the boys. Where's my opportunity? And my daughter sees that. And it just gives her fodder for the, it's just firewood. It's just fuel for her fire. That's already been stoked by an institution of indoctrination. So I have to watch that. And we talk about these things on my show. We're very entertaining, as you can attest to, my dear producer. (laughs) But, um, yeah. So there's that. But just talking about, let's get back to pardons. And she said on my show, on my Black History Month segment, she said that she holds people like Justice Kavanaugh and um, Supreme Court Justice his, mind, his, his name is escaping me. Black Supreme Court Justice man. The, the, the Marshal Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas, thank you. Uh, Clarence Thomas, she holds them in her mind because they've been accused, somehow they're still guilty. And that really, I was like, we were on live radio and I'm like, ah, put the brakes on. What? Stop the record. What did you just say? And in her mind, once that once that die has been cast... And that shadow has been cast over someone. And it really grieved me as a mom and as a Christian mom, too, who's raised her. Yes, Christians drink Chinese moonshine. Don't email me and get offended. As a Christian mom who above all else has taught her that mercy and grace and forgiveness are paramount in this life. It's starting with yourself. I always say that. Love your neighbor beginning in your be kind to others beginning in your own mirror. I end every show with that. Because it's it's the golden rule. But you have you can't love God. You can't love yourself. You certainly can't love others without everything being in order. Right. There's an order to things and a hierarchy to thought and to ideology and to being. And so I try to instill that in my daughter. I was like, I think I failed. (laughs) I get a bit fat F and but I wanted her to defend her idea behind that. And she couldn't. It just kind of crumbled. And she's great. Don't rag on my daughter. She's wonderful, and she's learning, and she's growing. And I always try to teach her, you have to allow people to reserve the right to change. And we live in a society, you guys, that's not really big on that. So when I'm going down this pardon list or commutation, I'm thinking, okay, you know, these people have done their time. Do we continue to hold them, you know, up against a cross for the rest of their existence? In this life. And honestly, most of us are really good at doing that. Especially when it's someone we don't agree with. I mean, look at what's happened to Kanye, for God's sakes. Like he's this hardcore rapper, just, you know, awful most of his career with lyrics against women, against whites. Yeah, I mean, whatever. There's all kinds of yuck that went into that. Literally has a come to Jesus moment. And the church is like, You're so fake. The president says two Corinthians, and all of a sudden, he's never been a Christian. We got Poot. Poot, I did it. I did it. I told you I would. We got Pete, Poot, Jig, Poot, Jig, whatever. Pete, Poot, I don't even know this morning. <laughs> he's saying that the president's definitely not a Christian. Check this out. Isn't that what he said, Mr. Mister Pete? Speaking of P. Pete. All right. Without. Do you think it is impossible to be a Christian and support President Trump?
0: Well, I'm not going to tell other Christians how to be Christians. Well, thank God for I that. But I will say, <laughs> I cannot find any compatibility between well, the way this president conducts himself and anything that I find in Scripture. Now, I guess that's my interpretation, I but I think I that's a lot of things that, that you probably have tried that to. Interpretation <laughs> okay, right, so we are gonna
1: be back. do you know how many Christians feel the same way? Oh my God. The Christians like Beth Moore, people who are, that we idolize within the Christian faith. As soon as they, you know, my own colleagues, <laughs> the sanctimonious ones, the never Trumpers is really what they are. They're hiding behind Jesus, but they're really hashtag never Trumpers. It's just true. It's just true. Just be honest. Just own it. Oh my God. Love me or hate me, at least I'm exactly what I look like. I'm exactly what I say. I just am. So this stuff just wigs me out. I love Laura, Laura Ingram. She says, she she retweets if you're not following her you should she's great she retweets the daily caller says Buttigieg says that providing health care to illegal immigrants is a pillar of his health care plan and Laura she tweets and says the moderate in the race and I'm like I'm pretty sure Mayor Pete that the bible says to take care of your own first I could be wrong that means your kids your citizens your veterans that would be us <laughs> go Americans <laughs> Go Americans or go home, right? But we're going to bring Jesus. Do you think it's possible for somebody to be a Christian and support President Trump? And do you know how many of you guilty white people go to these churches that just beat you down about there's no way? I mean, what was it in the Christian? What was the big popular Christian? I just had a lady on from the Trump administration a few weeks ago actually talking about was a Christian daily It was talking about, you know, President Trump's this and he's the Antichrist and you can't. If you're following him, you're not really a Christian. It is amazing the depths that that we've sunk and the the heights that we've erected ourselves to. Astounding to me. Astounding as Christians. I think he was this, what is he, the editor of Christian? Was it Christian Digest? Christian Daily? I think it's Christian Daily. And, um, you know, he's unconstitutional. He's this. He's that. He's just... He's awful. He's mean. I'm like, okay, so let's just start with mean, right? He's essentially done exactly what the Lord did, walked right into the temple of Washington, the temple of the Capitol, overturned the tables, and said, what the hell are y'all doing? Thank you, Mr. President. Amen. Thank you, Mr. President. (laughs) So that's what the president's done. He's literally like, he's still got all these hairballs to work through in this drain called Washington, this swamp sewer you know, you need like a snake. He's always talking about the snake, too. I love it. I love to hear him recite the snake. It's priceless. But it's true. It's riddled in snakes. Again, promisescap.com. If you're confused about what he has and hasn't done, what he did do and what he didn't do, that's a good place to go. Okay, so moving right along. Commutation, there's another one. Judith Negron um, was sentenced to 35 years in prison In 2011 for her role in orchestrating I gotta tell you, Mr. President This is another one Where I was like Did you pray about this one? (laughs) Because Speaking of Jesus Like, did the Holy Spirit come to you And say that Judith needed to be Commuted, her sentence needed to be commuted Because this is a big one to me, y'all I don't know what you're gonna think, but listen to this She was sentenced To 35 years in prison in 2011 For her role in orchestrating Fraud against your money, $205 million Medicare fraud scheme as the owner of a mental health care company. That upsets me. In Miami, Ms. Negron has served eight years in prison and her prison warden described her as a model inmate according to the White House statement. But again, I love our president, promiseskept.com. Go Trump, four more years, all about it. I'm not a cult member. So I do go, I just want to know. I, if I was in a room and we were I was seated at his table, I'd be like, "Mr. President, I got a question. <laughs> what was up with that Judith commutation? <laughs> like, how did you how did you arrive at that decision?" And again, I subscribe to Mercy and Grace, Center Saved by Grace, right here. But for the Lord, there go I. <laughs> right? And I've gone down a whole lot of dark, dirty, awful paths. My life is an open book in that regard. Pardon, Paul. Pogue, 2010, founder, former chief executive of a large construction company in Texas, was sentenced to three years of probation, was ordered to pay $723,000 in fines and restitutions for filing false income tax statements, according to McKinney. Yeah, okay, fine. Um, But he never stopped, despite his conviction, he never stopped his charitable work. Well, thank God for that, because it worked out. Pardon, David Safavian. The top federal procurement official under President George Bush was sentenced to a year in prison in 2009 for covering up his ties to the lobbyist Jack Abram. Uh, Mr. Safavian, a former chief of staff of the General Services Administration, was convicted of obstruction of justice and making false statements, having served time in prison and completed the process of rejoining society with a felony conviction, which is not easy, you guys. It sucks. I'm not going to lie. Try being a woman who's been trafficked. Try being a woman who went into prostitution because she was trafficked and ends up, you know, becoming a a multi-felon and then trying to get your life back in order, trying to get Section 8 housing, trying to get a job. It's a beast. I have worked with a woman very closely. It was maddening. I mean, I called in every possible favor I could to show favor to her because, again, the world does not shine favorably upon allowing people to move forward and to reserve the right to change. Angela Stanton, here she is. She was pardoned. An author, television personality, motivational speaker, served six months at home uh, with home confinement, 2007, for her role in a stolen vehicle ring. Her book, Life of of a Real Housewife, explores her difficult upbringing and her encounters with reality TV stars. Yeah, in and of itself can be a nightmare, especially in Atlanta. Recently, has she begun giving interviews about her support for Mr. Trump? The White House credited her in a statement with working tirelessly to improve reentry outcomes for people returning to their communities upon release from prison. Again, reentry. It's rough unless you're an illegal. <laughs> there's, It's just like reentry. Just get on out there. just Go do your thing. Not unless you live in New York. <laughs> it's like super easy everybody's free. Bail? What's that? You molested five kids. It's nonviolent. So there you go. You know, pat yourself on the butt and get back out there. It's crazy. It is the Wild West. I hope Don Jr. runs for governor. I just read that somewhere today and I was like, oh, that would be awesome. They could use it. I mean, what a rodeo you guys are living up there. And y'all are fleeing here. And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. We are closed for business, baby. We can't even hold with the infrastructure we have now. We do not need you here. We love you, though. We love you, though. We can love you from here. (laughs) So love you there. You know, but we're sorry you chose AOC. We didn't do better.
0: of government's role in places that I think are harmful.
1: Tell them how this is Literally, getting paid though. for. Sure. Yeah, that's, the, so, that's what you want. Um, right so
0: <laughs> tuition-free public colleges, that is. can be paid by a simple Wall Street trans- transaction tax. Oh, Medicare for Wall all, Street. what you do is that you take your premium and some of your health care costs right now that you right. give to a Blue Cross Blue now and you lower that number. The average American family pays about $10,000 in health care costs. Mm-hmm. You lower that number and you just, it transitions over to a payroll tax. And, and the average American uh, gets to save tons more tons, money. There was a tons, like tons, like literally tons. We could transition to <laughs> Medicare for all and, and give two years severance Two year to severance. every person whose job may be risked in, uh, in the oh transition and uh, still save money in our car. I want okay, my job
1: it. to be at risk in this transition. Two years at home, I could just sit on my, uh. And you're just going to pay me? Thank you, America, for paying for my two years severance. Like, really, though, literally. (laughs) What the hell is going on? You elected her, New York. (laughs) Do better. And stay there to do it. We don't need you here. Traffic sucks. It's awful. And we have the left coasters moving here in droves because we are a big fan of crony capitalism. We are. We love handing out tax credits because it helps the citizens of Georgia. I'm like, okay, well, define help. Define health. Speaking of health, the health of Georgia. You ready? Georgia is among the top five most sinful states. Can you believe that? And I'm going to tell you, I'm, this is astounding to me. Although, this person says the ranking isn't a surprise considering three Georgia cities are also among Wallet Hub's most... (laughs) Oh, this is a story for my colleague, Monica Perez. If you're not following her, you should. She's on my station here in Atlanta every Saturday from 3 to 6 p.m. She's awesome. We come from differing views on things, but... When I'm like, you know what? I don't think this is a conspiracy anymore. I go to Monica's page, and I message her privately, and I'm like, what about this? And But this is right up her alley, okay? Wallet hub. How do they know your habits? Because they're tracking them. If you're watching me, you're already on a watch list. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you. If you follow me, you're guilty. You're going to need the president to pardon you at some point. You're going to need a Twitter pardon. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Mr. President! Thank you, Mr. President! Yes!
1: Okay. But we are ranked number... Are we number five? Okay, no... Okay, we're number two. Okay, here we go. No state is perfect, but some are less behaved than others, according to Wallet Hub. What do you got? Your apps are hooked up to every single thing you do. VPN, VPN. <laughs> but they're hooked up to every single thing you do. For example, Nevada is the greediest state. Texas is the most lustful Wow, that's kind of surprising, although everything's bigger in Texas. um in Georgia, y'all ready, y'all ready for this. Georgia is the most jealous mm-hmm. okay, that's according to a new ranking. All right, a wallet hub. Here we go, Wow, okay. Georgia cities. Make the 2020 list of healthiest and unhealthiest cities. Rounding out the top five, Georgia, with a score of 53.76 in each dimension. Georgia ranked number 14 in anger and hatred. Number one in jealousy. Excesses and vices, number 29. We are the 45th in the country for greed. Six for lust, so we're kind of behind Texas. (laughs) 11 for vanity. And number 12 in the country for laziness. This isn't that surprising considering three Georgia cities made while well the hubs, blah blah, 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 for jealous. Number one for jealous. Jealous metrics were thefts, thefts, crime, crime per 1,000 residents, identity theft, complaints per capita, and fraud and other complaints per capita. So which state is least sinful? That would be Vermont. Even though it made up the top 10 in the greed dimension, it was followed by Wyoming, Idaho, Maine, and New Hampshire in that order okay let's talk about this for a second so jealousy you'll notice that the metric is directly aligned with crime (laughs) right i want your stuff i want your stuff right why do you have what i don't this flows right along with the narrative of today hence why my daughter was a narrative studies major because your media outlets are are, I'm trying to think of how to put this like in real time with just a great analogy. The moral depravity of the country can't even keep up with the narrative shapeshifters of media. And I'm in media. I'm a media personality, which is why what I say matters to me, what I share with you, if it's false, you know, sometimes I'm accused of being a fake news outlet because I put something up in jest because it's parody, right, and people can't take a joke anymore. I asked you guys what our language should be called. I need to come up with a new language on Twitter. I'm going to channel my inner Tolkien. <laughs> come up with some type, some type of, like, Twitter elfish. I don't know. You guys were like, well, you know, it's actually the new language is PC, and every time you're put in prison, that's what they're hoping you will get out. They'll commute your sentence. They'll pardon you, and you will behave next time. You won't say all of our trigger words, which I've probably said at least 20 during this broadcast, but I'm not a hateful person. And at some point, you got to get to the point where you're like, wow, this is kind of like libel, defamation. You've accused me of something I positively have not done, and you can't even prove it. But it's your platform, and it's private, and essentially you get to run roughshod over the entire country which should not be so even though you monetize your accounts through my monetization through my followers called you so jealousy says you have something that i should have which is essentially socialism it's the entire it's that whole construct that just weaves its way through the country and everything and you get them through the race pimps you get them through the social justice warriors the people who said they walked with dr king but listen how you finish isn't always how you started There are some people who walked and marched with Dr. King who are literally just tripping uphill at this point and taking the rest of the country down with them. You have a feeble demographic of of a voting base that literally believes that they have been, they've gotten the short end of the American stick. And you need to be silenced and you need to be brought down to a level of not equality. It is sameness for sure. It's homogenization. It's get in the vat. It's time to homogenize. <laughs> that's what's going on. So whenever I see this, I'm not surprised. This might rattle some of your sacred cows, but I talk about these things on my show. For those of you who are new to my show, I have a bi-ethnic daughter. I do not call her biracial because Alveda will literally smack me if I call her biracial again. Because if you've ever heard the doctor out, Al- if you ever heard Dr. Alveda King talk, she will say there's only one race, and she's right. There's only one race of people, and that's the human race. So my daughter is by ethnic My late husband was a black man. So whenever I talk about things about race, relations, ethnic relations, I do so from my own experience. It's not because I'm just pulling stuff out of the you know out of the uh, atmosphere. It's just it, this is my life. It's what I've experienced. And I've experienced this bigotry on both sides. Try being in the South with a bi-ethnic child uh, 24 years ago. That was fun. Try walking in Cobb County, Georgia, 30 years ago with a black man as your uh, boyfriend. That was fun. What happens is you develop kind of this, you know, this layer of... It's me against them. So whenever you see people rising up who have, in fact, been marginalized for for a number of years, they have been abused by society. They have been ostracized. They have been rejected. They have been abandoned. Um, there, there comes along with that that whole spirit of rejection and abandonment and ostracization a spirit of entitlement. Now I'm talking ministry. I've spent eight years in ministry. I've seen it all. And I've lived on the outside of society on both sides of the aisle, on both sides of the color spectrum as well. And it's not a fun place to be. It, it 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 can definitely mess with your psyche if you don't have an understanding of your actual created identity. In something far greater than goods, I live in the South where people are perpetually sold the mantra and the narrative that they still have to overcome. Well, guess what, sweetheart? All of us are overcoming something every day. All of us. And it shouldn't have to be the focus. I wish Black History Month focused more on the contributions of black Americans. You know why I don't say African-American? I finally got my PC pardon from the president. I've never said African-American. It's just my husband would probably, if he was here, he would be like, what? (laughs) What do you do? My daughter refuses to be called African-American because she's like, that's not, I'm American. That's how she sees herself. She is a Black American. By those little boxes, we're supposed to check, and she doesn't check other, which is fine. So she's clear about her identity. But the president, when he was in Atlanta recently, I was there for Black Voices for Trump. Great turnout, so many people. You couldn't even fit them in the room. We had to turn like a thousand people away. I mean, it was insane. And he said, "Okay, okay, okay, okay. Can I just ask you once and for all?" Black Voices for Trump, Atlanta, and there were people from all over the country. It wasn't just Atlantans. He was like, are we saying, do you want to be called blacks or do you want to be called African Americans? And I was like, thank you, Jesus. Finally, somebody did it. And it was him, of, of course, of all people. And I'm like, this is awesome and a resounding Blacks! Blacks for Trump! Blacks for Trump! You know, this this, this chant just echoes through the entire room, and I'm like, thank you, it's settled. It's just settled. Now, granted, I've had this conversation on Twitter with some folks who are like, hey, I don't want to be called black. That reminds me, that was a term that was used, you know, Jim Crow era. I don't want to be called black. I'd rather be called Negro. Uh, So, fun fact for me, being white, I don't have white guilt at all, not even a little bit. Not even a smidgen of it. Not a trace anywhere of white guilt. But there's something in me having been raised in the South that unless I'm joking with my daughter or my boyfriend or if I was joking with my husband, I don't – I would never feel comfortable referring to someone on a panel, someone in public as a Negro. I just I just wouldn't. That's just me. But if that's what you preferred that I call you if you come on my show, I I would. But it would make me uncomfortable. So, jealousy. I live in the South. We have a city municipal administration that has for years touted one America, I mean one Atlanta, sameness, which is true, sameness, uh, equality, you know. But what you see in that administration is a constant Mantra of black girl magic. And I covered this extensively when our mayor was elected because she was very excited about being a black female with the name Keisha. She still is. You'll see her tweet about that regularly that, you know, we've never had a mayor named Keisha. That was actually a big story, apparently, a national story that Atlanta has a mayor named Keisha. Atlanta has a black female mayor. I want you all to remember that black girl magic is real. That's right, girl. Yep. That's what she said. That was her inaugural moment. I want you all to remember that black girl magic is real. Well, I found a black woman on the West Coast who's an academic who wrote an extensive piece about how detrimental that mentality is about black girl magic. Because it's the same for white girls, too. Any kind of magic associated with a woman wearing a cape and being able to do it all and do it better than men and, you know, we're superwoman. We don't need you. We got to bring home the bacon, fry it up in the pan. We can, you know, take it in the boardroom, the bedroom. We got it. We got it all covered. Don't believe us? Watch us. Buy a Beyonce album. (laughs) Vote for Keisha. Okay? And she's like, it's killing our women. Number one killer of women in the country, heart disease. Why do you think that is? Our hearts are heavy. We can't even carry the burdens we think we, we tout that we can. And then we're mad because men don't step up after we've castrated you and basically told you to shut up and sit down. And we've done it through Hollywood for the past 10 years at least, the dumbing down of dad, the dumbing down of husbands. So you guys get it coming and going. I'm a big man advocate. Most of my followers are actually men for that reason because – and I have every reason to not like men. <laughs> given my upbringing, given things that have happened to me in my life, I could very easily champion a hashtag me Too movement. Very much so. But I just – and I think there are some good things that have come out of that movement to say – to shine a light on some really bad behavior and bad actors that needed to be shown – But as with most things, we just take it and you've got every fringe, you know. I got my feelings hurt by a man and he held the door open for me. I'm like, girl, if you've been widowed as long as I have, you can hold the door. You can open my door. You can buy the car. You can choose the wine. You can buy the dinner. You can pay my mortgage. I'm kidding. I'm just like, whatever. Like, do it. (laughs) I raised a kid on my own. Did not have a man to do all of that with. For 20 years, 21 years, I've been a widow. I've worked my butt off. And I've been through hell and back, and so I think I've earned allowing a man to be a man, right? Okay, Sin City, holy mackerel! This is my last story of the day, which is there's no way I'm getting off this era without giving you this story. Because speaking of Sin City, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to say it. Okay, there's a a nightclub in Norcross, Georgia. Here again. Sorry, y'all, but y'all need to stay in New York with all your crazy. We've and on the left coast with your crazy, we got enough crazy right here in the state of Georgia. Okay, a nightclub in Norcross moved a bed onto the dance floor for a Kama Sutra contest on Valentine's Day, and the videos of what happened next are popping up online. <laughs> And I love this cop speak, okay, you've got a Gwinnett Corporal Colin Flynn is telling Channel 2 Action News what really happened.
0: The business brought in f- women into the business. At some point during the night, they did bring this bed in and members, patrons of the business uh, were the ones that actually took their clothes off and simulated sex acts with these females. In the video, you can see a number of people in a state of undress simulating sexual acts. Um, the people were um, surrounded by other patrons of the business who were filming this incident and encouraging the people to participate.
1: Chicken, What is it? Chicken, <laughs> I have absolutely heard it all. This is like one of these dinky dank bars. Chicken, quita. Chi Chiqui, Chi Quita! Chiquitita. Chiqui, twi, chiquitita. Mm-hmm. Okay, remember this song. <laughs>
0: chiquitita, tell me what's wrong. Yeah.
1: You. You're enchained by your own sorrow. Chained to a bed in the middle of a dance floor. It's something a little bit nefarious going on other than ABBA's song on that dance floor. I mean, really, you guys? They have sex. See, you New Yorkers, y'all have sex clubs, apparently. You go down in the basement of these wackadoo places and people do the deal. And some people stand around and watch. I mean, it's really no different than watching Pornhub on your phone, I guess, but other than it's like live people in a room. And this club is not licensed for that i don't even know that you could get a license for that in the state of georgia although we got the most naked women in the whole country scores doesn't even are are not we said naked in the south n-e-k-k-i-d not naked but you guys aren't even that naked naked in new york and that's why you come here. It's big business. So you gotta love the the hypocrisy of my state. You really do, because we're fighting sex trafficking, but we pass laws that allow our girls to literally—there's an AOC word—literally be completely nude and completely spread out on a stage.
0: He ran. There was, there was Fox News was kind of uh, right there, ready to elevate, but.
1: Her again live right now on the view, and you gotta see Whoopi's face, she's just like engrossed. Yeah, yeah, girl, uh huh, yeah, exactly, yes, literally, yes. Oh, please get her out of our United States Congress for the love of all things American and holy. Oh. Okay, so there's my sex story. Quit being jealous of each other. Be content with what you have. That's one way to fight jealousy. Do you know that the spirit of jealousy is what killed Jesus? Some of you are like, no, it was the Jews. I'm like, oh, God. Please read your Bible and not the one that Pete Buttigieg is subscribing to. I don't know which version he has. I'd be interested to know. Probably the Beth Moore version. I don't know. The sanctimonious ones are us. So read your Bible, people. The thing that took Jesus out was the spirit of jealousy, now I'm telling you. So quit coveting other people's stuff. Go get a job. Quit waiting on free, quit waiting on the the money tree behind the White House that we all think exists, at least if you're on the left, to shed its leaves.
0: Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, Mr.
1: President. (laughs) Exactly. And, hey, if there's someone in your life who needs to be pardoned, it's probably the person sleeping next to you tonight. Yeah, why don't you take a minute and think about this is the week of pardons. Think about the people in your life that need to be pardoned. Most of you will find that the first person you need to start with is in your own mirror. Okay, I love you guys. Thank you for being with me today. You can follow me again on Twitter. Yay! Thank you, Mr. President of Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) thanks Jack (laughs) so I appreciate it you can follow me on Monica on your talk 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 share 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 I want to get to like a million followers and I believe it's going to happen one day I'm going to have every single one of you to thank be patient as I follow you back oh my god you guys need a job you can follow me on Facebook too Monty Matthews M-O-N-I-M-A-T-T-H-E-W-S it's an illegal account but who cares iTunes Stitcher subscribe subscribe and share 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 my work I love you be kind to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror And remember, if you're an American, act like one.